Welcome back to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. And man, the house has felt empty here for the past 48 hours. I had Michael over. I guess K-Dog, Conan, he kind of dropped by the front door 30 minutes yesterday. But it is nice to have company back in House of Wrestling. And what better company here today in the house, Fireside, our very good friend, Puerto Rican sensation. It goes, it goes Issa Ramos, Bad Bunny, Issa Ramos. Issa, thank you so much <laughs> for taking the time to chat with me here today. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this since you asked me. You know, I love talking wrestling with you. You're just a blast to talk wrestling with. So I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem, Isa. And you're really fun to talk wrestling with, too. And, you know, unlike a lot of, not a lot, I should say, because I've gotten to know more people over time in person, but we've actually had a chance to, like, spend time in the field. I've gotten to see you out in the field. You all, what I like about, here's what I like about Isa, everybody. All right, I'm going to get in close to the microphone here. Here's, here's what I like about Isa. Isa is a professional. She dresses nicely. She brings good equipment. I saw your tweet where you say that uh, you're going to be getting a, a videographer or camera guy coming with you to all of your events now from Lucha Libre Online. Did I see that right? Yeah, yeah, photographer, yes. Take notes, everybody. That is what you do. You dress nice. You be professional. You bring good equipment. And you earn the respect of your peers. And it's paying off, Isa. Like, you are... Uh, you got called on in the scrums. It seems, uh, I don't know. I think Hunter likes you. I think he called on me because he's like, all right, we got to call on this guy. But, you know, you, you're you notable now. How does that feel to be, you know, in that conversation with everybody now? It's crazy to me. Um, <clears throat> I had that experience also at, at this particular junket where I had a couple of wrestlers just walk up to me from watching, you know, some of the reviews and podcasts that I do. And to me, that's just insane because obviously, you know, I just started posting reactions on YouTube of me watching wrestling and to just like sort it out and, and take a chance and start doing this full time. It's been it's been it's been very rewarding, but I've been working very hard. So I always tell everybody if you work hard, things happen. Things are not gonna come to you if you don't work hard. You know, that's imagine that the secret to things is work hard and yeah. be a professional. <laughs> be a professional, dress nice, good equipment. Um all right. Well yep. this is this is a very big show. We got a lot of news to get to here today. We're gonna throw to a clip here Later on, we're actually going to look back at the ROH Supercard Media Scrum and Interaction I had with Tony Khan. But of course, if you're watching us right now in live Technicolor, you're watching us on Premier Streaming Network. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you want to see the show first run. You want to see us in video form. You got to go over to Premier Streaming Network. And I don't know if you saw the news or not, Issa, but we have a new co-owner here at Premier Streaming Network. Uh, a little guy. You may know him. Uh, is it Freddie Prince Jr.? Uh, you yep. know, international celebrity. Freddie is screenwriter. He's popped up on AEW. He's talking about how he's going to start his own wrestling company. Uh, I am not an employee of Premier Streaming Network. We uh, simply work with Premier Streaming Network. Very happy to have our content broadcast on Premier Streaming Network. But, uh, you know, now Freddie Prince Jr. has a little vested interest in House of Wrestling doing well. That feels pretty good, Issa. You know? That's awesome. I saw the news and I thought about you immediately. I was like, well, Nick is working with the right people. <laughs> Jackpot. I've Here's the thing. House of Wrestling has been an entity for less than three weeks. Mm -hmm. I believe Pre Premier Streaming Network has been an entity for less than 12. So combined, we're not even three months old at this point. Big things popping, little things dropping, as MVP would say, over here at Premier Streaming Network. So uh, very excited to be part of Premier Streaming Network. Again, Tuesday, Thursdays here, first run, live Technicolor. You want to watch us interact, do the show, come over to Premier Streaming Network. And then after the show's over, 
here on Premiere after we debut at noon Eastern, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Full audio goes up for free over on the House of Wrestling podcast feed, which I found out this morning. We are now the number. We are the no. I didn't think we'd even be in the top hundred, right? (laughs) Because I was like, "There's so many." I mean, we're doing well. Number fifty, guys. That's freaking crazy. So, if you want to help support House of Wrestling, great easy way to do that. Head over to the podcast page, uh, leave a nice comment and or review. All of that stuff's going to help push us up the uh, podcast waves, bring more attention to House of Wrestling, and hopefully send more traffic to HouseOfWrestling.com, the place you need to be going to get all your pro wrestling news, just like what we're going to be talking about here today. And with that, let's get to the news, the news you can use, the news that'll leave a bruise, right? The big news of the past 24, 48 hours since last Tuesday has been this report that came out from Fightful. Now, Fightful is saying CM Punk has pitched several return scenarios for his AEW comeback. Among those pitches is a willingness to work with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, which is not a feeling that necessarily seems to be reciprocated at the moment by, by, by the other side. We'll get to that here in just a second. Now, there's also buzz about AEW possibly launching a Saturday show. Now, this is uh, something we had heard about. House of Wrestling, when I was on the ground for Supercard of Honor, I had heard about this. I had source come up to me, very convincing source, saying, man, did you hear about this? So what I was told, and piggybacking off of Sean, because Sean put on the record, I'm just going to add a little color to it. So here's what I was told, Issa. <laughs> here's what I was told. Spill I was told, I uh, spill a tea here. It's all over. I've got to clean my laptop up. Um, I was told that Saturdays, there'd be a new AEW show on Saturdays. Maybe a new Dynamite. Maybe it would have a different name. Who knows? There would be a Saturday show and a Wednesday show, and Punk would be on the Saturday show, and the Elite would be on the Wednesday show. And so even though these two entities, uh, and again, I, I think this, from what I can glean from what I've sourced on this story, from what Sean's reporting, it does sound like Punk is very open to coming back and working with the Elite and Kenny Omega, just moving past all of this, right? It's the Kenny Omega and the Young Buck side that doesn't seem to want that to happen. And now that you leave Tony Khan in this precarious situation where there's a huge schism in his top talent, how do you get your money back? You're paying this guy, Punk, to sit at home right now. It sounds like Punk and Tony are fine by, by all accounts that I, I can glean. So very interesting situation. Before we get to the conversation, just to kind of, you know, because, again, Sean got this out of there. I, I appreciate that. But here's my question from Supercard of Honor that I want to play for everybody. Um, so you can kind of you can hear me kind of weirdly phrase this story to him and hear Tony's kind of weird response back to it. So here we go. Thank you. Hi, Tony, Nick Hausman, house of wrestling. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. Uh, fantastic three hour, perfect show. Really paced along very, very well. Are you laughing? Uh, looks at me? On top of our, yes. on top of dynamite, <laughs> on top of rampage, I've talked to a couple of people that say you're interested in maybe doing, Yet another show um, that could potentially give you the space to maybe move some people around, you know, maybe have different wrestlers on different rosters, maybe continue to create different rosters. Uh, When it comes to dealing with talent, especially talent maybe doesn't get along, do you find that having separate rosters and brands and being able to create rosters that work harmoniously together is an effective literally you yeah i do think it's been great to have aew and ring of honor and to be able to have two companies where there's crossover between the rosters but there's people that identify with one show or the other identify with certain championships or stories it's great but it's also been great uh to have 
you know, that forbidden door kind of opening and people going back and forth and create new rivalries. So um, I'm always interested in developing new properties and uh, exciting possibilities and acquisitions and developments in the world of wrestling. And I definitely have had a really good experience here in Ring of Honor. I think expanding the Ring of Honor roster and again, bringing back some of those old rivalries from Ring of Honor, honoring some of those traditions and rivalries and creating new ones. So that's always something I'm interested in and would always be open to. All right, there you go, Isa. There you, you go. You broke this news, Nick. You better get your money for Charles well, Rossab. He better give you some kind of. <laughs> here's here's what I will say, Isa. After I asked that question, my my personal DMs exploded with people going, "Do you know what I know? <laughs> like, do you know? Like, that was a loaded question. That was my favorite response from somebody about that particular question. And I remember leaving the room, and everyone was leaving. We're all being nice. I go, guys. I know that question didn't hit quite as hard as I thought it would. Because I had to be really vague about it because I don't want to, you know, I, I right. wasn't sure. Because at the time when this was being told to me, I was told that the, because Tony's big, huge announcement, that was the thing, right? Then he announced Wembley. It, I had heard that there was a possibility the big, huge announcement was going to be the Saturday show. And right. so I'm really glad I didn't put my <laughs> all my eggs into one basket right. there and, and ask this very straight out because I, I had confirmed a lot of details. But there were, as of weeks ago, there was truth to this. So anyway, I've, I've blathered quite a bit here. So I got a little bit more to throw in, but what do you, what do you think about this all so far? No, for what it's worth, I think the Saturday show has been rumblings amongst a lot of people for a while, because now that mm -hmm. we're talking about it, I'm trying to remember how long have I been hearing the rumblings. And it's been a little bit since I, since I've heard this. Now the thought of putting CM Punk on a separate show, if the elite chooses to not work with him, I love that idea. I think AEW needs CM Punk. I, yeah. I CM Punk made a difference in the numbers. You know, they were selling more. And, and I do think that some of the stories that I look at when it comes to storylines, some of what CM Punk was involved is something that I really enjoyed in AEW. I do think there has to be some kind of like clause or whatever where things are locked in so we don't have what happened last time happen again. You know, my favorite thing about that whole thing, by the way, is just how they look at you as soon as you say, hi, Nick House. <laughs> Like, I hope to be like you one day because they just know that you're going to ask something and they're, they're not going to know how to respond. <laughs> uh, you know, truthfully, that was maybe some of the better the better response to one of my questions Tony has given in a way that at least couched it in a way that he was comfortable with, because it was a pretty loaded question. I had a lot of, I had a lot of questions there. If it now, here's the thing. The thing when asking around about this that really threw kind of a, a, a wrinkle in it all for me is when I started asking around about this story initially. I was told, yes, there have been these talks, possibility Punk coming back. But then Punk put out this John Moxley Instagram post that was deleted within five minutes. My and God. all of all of whatever goodwill had been, you know, been developing, cultivating whatever political gravitas. I'm not saying with everybody, but again, it's like two steps forward, one step back. And 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 it goes on both sides here right now. And I hate both sides of things, but you know, both sides right now are doing things that are they think in their best interests. And, you know, sometimes it's going right and sometimes it's going wrong. I just don't understand why. I don't understand what is so horrible in this situation that everybody can't sit down and decide to make a ton of money and just move on with their lives. This thing has jumped the shark. Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns making jokes about it to my I face know. in the, <laughs> in the WrestleMania 39 press conference right pop i pop for that yes the shark 
this shark has been jumped. It jumped that moment, right? And so it's a joke now, and it's this weird cloud that whether or not the elite or whoever wants to accept uh, won't go away. Until this thing goes away, I don't think the product feels the same. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm sorry, but it does not because this is an unresolved issue. And they never told us, oh, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do with CM Punk. So it lingers. No matter how bad they want to move on from it, it lingers. I cover this product. I watch it every week. He hasn't felt the same. He's heard it. And I think bringing him back in some sort of capacity or, or, or kind of saying this is what happened. This is what ended, ended up happening. We're going to move on now. But the way that they just say, okay, these people have been suspended, and then we never mentioned it again, it just doesn't sit right. We've watched wrestling for years. We've seen people not get along, work it out, over making money. Like you said, over making money. You're leaving money on the table because you can't just sit down in one room and, and hatch it out. It sounds right. dumb, if you ask me. It does. It does. And and I don't understand. I mean, uh, I, 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 I don't understand how these egos can't be reined in to a point where it can be more manageable. You know, John right. Moxley, John Moxley's out there. He called he called out the elephant in the room, saying he'd never seen so much drama in one place. He threw a couple expletives in there as well. And right. I, is- I, I, I thought that was ridiculous. I mean, he compared it to being in the Indies, being in WWE for years, never seeing a place for like this. I was like, way to bury them. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I spent a lot of time on the Indies. I had some, I was a part of some really weird incidents backstage in the ring on Indies. Um... I've never seen anything quite like this, but again, everything is very unique. And and on that note, you bring up the Indies. There was one other note here as part of the Fightful report that said that Punk has also showed a willingness to work outside of AEW. Now, where? Not clear. Does that mean that he's wanting to go to WWE or he would just maybe like to work with other companies that AEW works well with? Maybe New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, AAA, something like that, um, which is a report that he lampooned on Instagram, he shared a photo of a bingo hall, maybe, <laughs> and maybe implying that he's willing to work anywhere as long as he can, you know, wrestle. So I, and that's and look, that's an interesting, viable option too. If you're Tony Khan, you've got this guy that you can't get in the locker room for whatever reason. Lease him out. You know, New I Japan mean, to pay a pretty a penny idea. to have him. Yeah, that's Lease not a bad out. idea. Why and not? CM Punk looked happy. I, I hate to say this, but the time that he was in AEW, the one thing that he looked was happy. He always came out. And you can tell he was enjoying wrestling again. I don't think it's... It's always a money thing. It is always a money thing. But CM Punk does have a lot of money. So I don't think this is how I'm going to yeah. go WWE or AEW. Maybe he just wants to wrestling. I don't want... I don't want CM Punk's last run to end like this. Like, I'm sorry. I fi- If I'm Tony Khan, I figure out a way to bring him back. And I at least, like, let him go for a little bit longer so that the last thing we remember cannot be that scrum. I'm sorry. I, I'll call Will Smith to, like, flash me with that little thing. That is not how I want to remember, like, CM Punk going out. <laughs> well, and, and it is. It's that, it's that old school Carney Booker mentality of, you know, if you really don't like somebody, don't fire them. Sit them out. You know, drain their value, make them bored, you know, drive them nuts. I mean, and I don't want to say that's what Tony's intentionally doing here to punk, but I think there might be people around Tony giving him advice that it, that is the end result. You know, I look at Don Callis and how impact talent was treated under his regime. And this seems pretty freaking similar in a lot of ways, in my opinion. And it seems that, you know, obviously Don's got a dog in this fight. So I'll, I'll just leave that one at that. I love, uh, I love the choice of words with the dog in the fight. You know, talking about that. <laughs> oh, spe- speaking of dogs, let's talk about the big dog here real fast. Um, Roman Reigns, your boyfriend, 
Now, uh, if <laughs> like I think that if Punk was able to get out of his contract, oh my god, you have to do it. You have to. But you got to do it, right? I yeah. mean, like they're they're looking for stuff. They got to find new people to feed to Roman to fill six more months until we could maybe convince Dwayne to come six back. Six more months. Summer. It's until uh, backlash twenty twenty eight when we break the Bruno San Martino record. So we need five years of. Okay. <laughs> well, if there's if there's anybody that can fill a news cycle for at least a year, it's probably Punk, and if not more, I think Punk could probably drive a news cycle until 2028. The ultimate. Yeah, he, always, yeah, he could. Yeah, always, he could. Or Robin, ultimate... Robin has been talking that trash about CM Punk for a while. If you go back and look, been the the whole needle mover thing came from an interview that he did, kind of like you know throwing jabs at CM Punk. If he gets out of his AEW uh, contract, I would love to see a mic back and forth between the the people guy and and this ultimate mob boss. Like, yeah, I, I it would be great. Uh, hey, look the. Uh... Uh, I'm smashing your favorites mentality of Roman Reigns. CM Punk, he fits perfectly into that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he, he, he could do a lot of similar stuff with Cody. And then on the other side of Roman Punk, you have Punk Cody. And, I mean, you could go a million different ways with that as well as yeah, where you, you could have a lot of people. So, I, again, I don't know if they want there. I don't know if, if WWE has an interest in Punk. Obviously, Rollins called him a cancer to my face. Again, these people say <laughs> I, That was incredible, by the way. <laughs> these people say these things to my face, Issa. Uh, I know. Wild. I know. Um, I know, but you know what? You, you need to acknowledge and back up my story about how Roman Reigns said that your question should have been given to me at the press scrum. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think a lot of people maybe internally would probably agree with you at WWE. No, no, it's like really funny because um, I was I was telling people about it, but if you watch the press conference, that's when his music hit. So you can see him point, but you can't hear what he's saying. And I was like, he was saying, all respect to Nick. I love Nick, but when Roman said that question should have gone to you, I died inside in the best possible way. So you just can't hear it in the press conference because his music is playing. My favorite, my favorite here. Can I tell you something about my, my favorite part of the press conference is let me see if I can find <laughs> it here real fast. So there, if you go to WWE.com, there is, here's the photos. Okay. Yeah. There's, I'm going to bring this up. There's this photo collage, right? It, it exists uh, of the press conference. Yeah. And you, get to, you get to it. And like half the photos are just them giggling at me, right? Like, look at this. <laughs> Most of the photo, most of the, and then they throw it a hundred. There's like three photos here where it's like, look one, they look at each other, and then they go back to laughing and pointing to Hausman, right? And that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing that will exist forever, which I think yeah. is great, as well as the scrum on Peacock. So it's there for eternity now. For everybody to see. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Let's move on to CM Punk here a little bit. Let's get to some other news. Man, last night. Last night's Dynamite, big night uh, for uh, AEW. Uh, the Elite were back in action uh, together as the Young Bucks returned after three weeks. But the big news here over out of Dynamite last night, obviously, Jeff Hardy's back mid-show. He comes to the ring. He's got his custom-painted chair. He uh, helps his brother fend off uh, the firm, and it looks like the next match we're going to get is some kind of Hardy's versus the firm match to free uh, Matt from his contract, and so the Hardys can move on and go to Wembley and sell 90,000 tickets wrestling whoever they want. Right? Yes? Right. Right. Yes. Cool. I was happy Would to you... see Jeff Hardy back. Um, <clears throat> obviously, there's oh, there's going to be that weird feeling in the back of your head of, can you please not mess it up this time? He looked healthy. 
he and I'm happy to see him healthy. I'm always gonna pop for the music. I'm always gonna throw the hand symbols and dance in my chair, and I'm always gonna almost cry when him and Matt hug. That relationship, we've seen them go through so much together, you know, to still see them here together. But I mean, if you want me to be honest with you, Nick, there's still that is this gonna hurt him or is this gonna like help him move on or is it gonna set him back? I don't know. And I don't wanna feel that way, but it's happened so many times that you can't help for us to have that little guards are up, but I'm happy to see him back and healthy. Yeah, I agree. And he was moving well. I'll give yeah, him he credit. Was. Yes, he was. I, I had seen Jeff uh kind of shortly before the incident uh played out and Man, he, if you go back and watch some of his work, you know, it was obvious there were some things off there. I think at the time they were attributing to concussions and things like that. But his work was off. This seemed crisp. He was moving well. There was a mm -hmm. different kind of energy about him. I, I'm with you, Isa. I just hope he doesn't screw it up here and, and not throwing shade. It's just been one of those things that over the years he's been given so many chances, publicly been given so many chances. It, you know, if something terrible here happens, I think there's going to be a lot of – armchair quarterbacking going on about Correct. the decision to throw this guy back into the pit. I'm just being honest, right? Like, No, I agree. And, and that's the thing. Um, the last, the last incident that happened, we saw the police video and we saw in the conditions that he was driving, you're putting other people's lives at risk, right? Like there's a lot of things that went down, but addiction is a, is a disease and people have to figure out how you handle it. Right. And sometimes staying busy doing these things help, but the pain, you know, you get hurt, you're going to be in pain. Is that going to be something that sets you back? I don't know. And that's not what I want to speculate about. But Jeff Hardy has put us in a position where you're like, oh, my God, he's back. You throw the hands and then you're like, oh, he's back. Is this going to be the right time? Is this going to be the run that makes him, makes us not remember him for that? We'll see. But again, I will, re I will say it again. He looked healthy, and I'm very happy to see him healthy. I just pray that this goes well. Well, here's the thing. When he made his original AEW debut, uh, again, saving Matt, it's like they, they're running it back. When he made his original AEW debut, Matt's getting his ass kicked in the ring. He's getting his shit tossed. Pardon my French, and right? And, like, and he stops. He does his little... <laughs> At least last night, he didn't stop to dance. He, he made up for it. You know, he just ran out to make the save. I was waiting for the dance, though. <laughs> it, what, and, and, that's, and that was honestly all that was running through my head when I saw this. I was like, they did it better than his original debut. And They did. Hope, oh, yeah, 100%. So hopefully they get through this. The, the other thing I wanted to mention here about this, because I, I watched the promo... I watched all of Dynamite, but I watched the promo play out between Matt and Ethan Page before the beatdown and Jeff and Hook and all those guys coming out. This contract storyline makes no sense whatsoever. No. I have I tried to I tried to summarize it for an article and I couldn't. And I just said it's a storyline that's been going on dark. Matt wants out, and that's all I could. That's all I could could muster. <laughs> If Hook, well, if Hook beats you, then I'm out. But also, when we have this other match where we're a tag team and we're going to pick the opponent, if we win that one, then we're actually we're fully out. Very odd. Very yeah, weird. it's it's weird. I I hadn't watched Dynamite in two weeks due to our LA travels, so I was like, I felt very lost watching it again last night. But this this has been going on longer, and I'm like, why are we still doing this? Like, this didn't make sense two weeks ago. It doesn't make sense now. But hey, Jeff Hardy's back. Yeah, and hey, you know what? If Ethan gets his way, maybe he'll make Matt sit at home, write his contract out there, can't be on TV. There's internal issues that are keeping Matt Hardy from television while Jeff can oh, succeed. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. We have to have them together. Okay, well, I'm just saying, you know, right? The yeah. North Carolina Saints. 
Anyway, play some. We want to bring some reality into the situation. There's right, right. struggles That's in the open. Hashtag too real. <laughs> well, another name we saw on Dynamite last night, uh, and he's back here with a new multi-year deal, according to Fightful, is Brian Cage. He's part of the Mogul Embassy alongside Prince Nana, uh, Gates of Agony, and Swerve Strickland. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy for Brian. Very happy. Brian's a nice guy. Worked with him in Warrior Wrestling. Um, very nice guy. I just don't know what they what what are they doing with him? Like there was so much made about are they gonna get him? They're not gonna get him. Like, what did you do with him when you had him? That's what I wonder about. They didn't do much with him, right? They didn't. No. I was uh I was under the impression that he will stay. I know a lot of people were like, I can't believe he's re-signing. I'm like, he didn't talk very highly of his time with WWE too. Like he didn't. He he didn't have a good time over there. So I didn't think he would leave AW if a nice offer was made, but Man, the, the thing about the big guys in AEW is just, they just don't feel the way that they should, you know? And No. He's one of them that it just feels like a waste. Also, I have an issue with the haircut and the beard. Like, I feel like you can only have one extreme haircut or, or one extreme beard. When you do both, I think that affects you. Mm, mm, okay. You know whose uh, facial hair and ha- uh, facial hair bugs me right now in AEW is Wardlow. Because Wardlow's new look makes him look entirely too much like Karrion Cross. They look yes. exactly the same. If you go, I mean, I looked at him and I was like, wow, that's interesting. Wardlow, who looked nothing like Karrion Cross, all of a sudden looks like ex- exactly like Karrion oh Cross. Oh my God. Too. Okay. So this is really funny because I haven't noticed it, but I called uh, I called Karrion Cross an insurance salesman. And last night I called uh, Wardlow a car salesman. So I now I see it. <laughs> I see it. Now, did you did you do you not know that Wardlow was actually a car salesman before his time in AEW? I did not know this. Oh no, he, uh, that is that is I guess pure coincidence. But Wardlow, listen, I'll buy a new car from him. Okay, he. I think great. he was selling new. I think he was selling new nice cars. I'm fairly confident. I mean, don't quote me, for, but I I recall like doing commentary at Warrior, and we were like, by day this guy's a car salesman, by night he's a ass kicking pro wrestler. And you, That's I hilarious. think I've seen photos of him in like a suit. Like I think because he he didn't do a whole bunch of indie wrestling. He was like right. making he was like making money and focused on a real job because he had the look. He didn't want to go out there and kill his body if he was going to go Correct. make a ton of money. You know, smart idea. But yeah, I think he actually sold cars, Issa. Okay, I I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I just said it because that's the vibes that he gives me with the with the short yeah. hair and, and like sometimes they're dressing him like he's starting in a lifetime movie. Like I don't know what they're doing with Warlow because he's Ooh. he had it and he's the last person to pin MJF. How do you not have him I did like him last night and I pop yeah. for him not putting the forklift on parking. I wonder if that forklift that forklift is probably still going down the street somewhere in Milwaukee. <laughs> Yeah, and nobody noticed. They're just like, oh, yeah. another. It's Milwaukee. It's Ra- Milwaukee. Random, <laughs> random ass forklifts flying down the highway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're telling you're telling stuff. me a, a jacked up bro and a forklift on a highway. What is this? A Tuesday in Milwaukee? Come on now. <laughs> you're right. You're right about that. <laughs> I mean, probably here's the thing: is Wardlow's probably getting calls from his old car salesman buddies. They're like, "Man, you look very intimidating. Time to clean up that look so you can sell some more cars." He's like, "You're right, guys. He's gonna go back. He's gonna make that make that sweet dollar easy. It's probably easier for him to sell cars. Like it's easier for Conrad Thompson to sell mortgages once he gets that pro wrestling club. You know? Right, right, right. Agreed, agreed. Or refor- refinance. I don't really know what Conrad does. Something with houses. <laughs> I think he Maybe he can like, refinance make, the mortgage. For- sure. He can refinance the the mortgage on the House of Wrestling someday. Let's bring down. Make our, your money. Whatever. 
It's gone horribly wrong. All right. Lastly, here at AW Land, on uh, his What Happened When podcast, Tony Schiavone confirmed that Billy Starks is now under some kind of AEW deal. No, uh, no other details given. Of course, Billy was the first exclusive guest we ever had here on House of Wrestling. So I just want to make sure to note that you can go find some comments for Billy that I guess I got right before she signed. Um, and maybe the last interview before she signed, honestly, if you want to check it out, it's in the feed. She was talking at the time about how Tony's a big fan of her work. She hadn't graduated high school yet. Wanted to finish high school and then begin her pro wrestling career in earnest. And uh, I don't know if you saw, she went to prom. I'm guessing graduation has happened or is impending. And now she's going to go make a ton of money in pro wrestling. What a story. That's awesome. Good for her. I love, I, I love, I mean, we talk about how we need younger talent. Now they're very, very, very young. NXT also has some young people over there. Tia Hale is also very young. Like, I'm, I'm happy for her. I'm excited. I, I didn't know a lot about her. I have been watching her, and I think she's incredibly talented. Uh, I was also pursuing a career in entertainment at the age of 17, much like Billy Starks. Uh, I was doing a little improv at the time. Didn't Are you doing improv? You do improv? I do, I do this, this <laughs> improv here. I, put the, I finally put the improv wrestling poster on the wall for those watching live or watching in video form. You can see me caressing it right now like a weirdo. <laughs> but when I was 17, I was pursuing a career in entertainment. You know, did have an agent, was doing improv, a little stand-up comedy here and there. But I also, uh, I played a little character named Puffy the Pinecone, an eight-foot walking pinecone, my town's mascot in the Woodlands, Texas. It's a real thing, Isa. Whenever you've got the time or anybody has the time, go look up Puffy the Pinecone. That was how I was getting my foot in the door in entertainment at the age of 17. Me and Billy... Obviously, very similar. Are you doing this right now? Are you writing it down? I, I I wrote it down. So as soon as we're done, I'm looking it up. Here, wait. I'll show you. I have him on the. Here, one second. Okay. I got him up on my shelf here. You you can't see this if you're in podcast land, but this is Puffy. He's got eyes. No. And, <laughs> but imagine what you're looking at in video form here. And again, pro, Premier Streaming Network. If you want this sweet sweet video content of the show, this is Puffy the Pinecone right there, walking pinecone, no talking. Can't talk. It's a pine cone. It's really funny because I find him adorable. The version of him that you just showed me, but for some reason, picturing you dress up like that petrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and here's the thing: it's like a pine cone. A, a pine cone is not a really inviting thing. Like you don't want to hug no. a pine cone. No, right? you don't. <laughs> I would send children screaming. That's what I'm saying. The little stuffed animal look great, but thinking about like approaching you in public, that would be weird. <laughs> That's hilarious, Nick. Nick, you, Nick, you're awesome. I have a lot of stories. All right. Speaking of stories. Uh, we got some dark stories coming, as it has been confirmed. Dark Side of the Ring coming back on May 30th. I'm going to read the uh, the preview synopsis that they gave us here. It says, explore stories like the emotional roller coaster of one of wrestling's most captivating and controversial couples, Chris Candido and Tammy Sonny Sitch. The car accident that derailed the career of future world champion Magnum TA, wrestling's most unhinged monster, Abdullah the Butcher, a focused look on the troubled life of Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, Oof. former tag team partner, and much more. A very weird sentence that that was. I somehow got through it. I would have copy edited that a little bit better. Regardless, uh, you look, Sonny will be, I'm really, look, I don't like, the Sonny stuff makes me sad now. Uh, Meltzer me said that the, the Meltzer said the that the Jannetty stuff too makes me sad. 
Janetti, well, here's the thing. Meltzer said the Janetti episode is going to be insane because Marty's an insane and crazy human being. But it yeah, is. I mean, we know. Sa- it's, it's sad when the subject of the episode is alive and is not doing well. Like, Nick Gage has a crazy backstory. But yeah, he's but out he's of doing so much better for himself. Right. So I'm okay with that. But when, like, Tammy Sitch is sitting at home, you know, oh, my life's in shambles, and then they're going to put the renewed focus on all of this tragedy. I get it. It's a choice. Yeah, home or isn't she in jail? What? She's isn't at home. she in jail? Oh, she's at home I, Oh, now? is she in jail? Is she in jail? I thought she was let out. And is awaiting trial. still in jail. I don't oh, know, but still that, it's still sad. It's still sad. You're right, oh, because man. sometimes when you're telling the stories and they end with somebody kind of making a comeback, like Nick Gage is the perfect example. I can go and watch that story, and now you're going to look him up, right, because that's what we do, and then you see what he's done after that. It's a feel-good moment. But you don't call it Dark Side of the Ring and expect a happy ending every single time, right? You know, so I'm very, I'm personally very excited for the Absolute of the Butcher episode. I grew up, uh, I didn't have cable, Nick, so I fell in love with WWC in Puerto Rico, right? And sure. the first the first wrestling feud that I have memory of was Carlitos Colon against Abdullah the Butcher. That's one of the very first matches that I watch live. So, you know, he has a spot in my heart of this is why I like violence, right? Like you see me like the big guys and the bloody matches. And he's like, well, look what I grew up with. <laughs> like Puerto Rico is like the, the, the home of hardcore wrestling. So I'm super excited for that episode. That's one of the very first feuds that I have memories of. Yeah. No, I look, I'm a big Abdullah the Butcher fan as well. I uh, grew up in Texas, which is uh, incredibly violent in different ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we had the Von Erics. <laughs> we had the Von Erics running around getting cut up and blood. You know what it is? I think it's the Gulf of Mexico. There's just something in the water down there. Right. So, I think <laughs> I got salt water in my veins and a gun in my back pocket. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. I now cover a lot of WWC stuff here locally in Puerto Rico, and it's still so mind blowing to me to still see how crazy that <laughs> the wrestling there is. I'm like, never change WWC, never change. Well, the 50th anniversary for WWC is coming up, right? I am going to be ring announcing. Did you I know, know that? I, ah! I did. That's that's why I brought it up so everybody could hear you talk about yeah, it here on the show for a minute I, or so. I gotta tell you something. I'm very, I'm very cold hearted. I was in tears because, like I told you, this, when they called me, I, I, I cried. Okay, because I grew up watching this. I wouldn't be talking wrestling with you if it wasn't for this company. So for them to ask me to guest ring announce at the biggest show in their history as of now is a big deal. But yeah, 50 years of WWC, that's that's a big deal. And the show's still sold out every week. Yeah, and I you know, I would think with WWE going down there, I mean, there's so much expansion talk, wanting to start PCs in different places. I mean, I you know, I could see a, a relationship there renewed between WWE and WWC in that market. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. It's been something That would be mind. incredible. There's a yeah. lot of really good talent here locally just waiting, waiting to be seen. So, uh, I got okay. Let's move on to back. We're, we, I have no notes on this. I just literally wrote down. Uh, what? Uh, make sure I got the exact block. It just says uh, talk <laughs> oh, about Roman. Re- talk about Roman Reigns, Bad Bunny, and WWE backlash. So I was our- like, that sentence is for me. That sentence is for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll wrap here today. We're just kind of an open-ended talk here for a couple minutes. Uh, you obviously are a huge Roman Reigns fan. It's no hey, secret. Where did you get that idea? <laughs> well. Everything, literally, all of your socials is what gave me that impression. Uh, you're obviously a huge Roman Reigns fan. I am. So, how do you feel about the fact that this big show is coming to Puerto Rico? The big dog's not going to be there. 
I'm okay with it. Um, I I personally, I think people here are excited about Puerto Rico getting this show. And while it is 18 years since we got a PLE pay-per-view, they do come to Puerto Rico on house show. So I did see Roman Reigns say, San Juan, Puerto Rico, acknowledge me. Like, I've seen it, right? And that's what it's all about. Um, I think Brock Lesnar coming, he doesn't, that's the thing. We've been getting house shows. So you say Brock Lesnar, that's somebody that I don't think we've seen in Puerto Rico since like back, you know, in the day. So I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. I don't think storyline wise there's anybody right now for Roman. I don't want them to shoehorn something to just put a to put a match in there, right? Like I feel like this ring is historic. We're reaching a thousand days. Let's 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 put some effort into the final steps to get there because that's what we're trying to get to, right? So I'm okay with it. People here are very excited that we're getting the event. I was trying to tell Sean Rossabo, he was like, "Is Brock gonna get booed now? He's a heel." I'm like, "Nobody's gonna get booed. People, people are just excited. Like it's gonna be very hard." Last time they came for that house show, they had to have Sami Zayn come out and cut that five minute promo talking crap about our food and beaches oh, sure. before people started booing him because people are just excited to see it. They don't get this every day. So a lot of local people recently saw Roman Reigns here in Puerto Rico. I don't think they're as salty. I think storyline wise, there's nobody for Roman right now. They haven't built anybody. Well, here's the thing, Isa. I I was thinking about who who could possibly defeat Roman Reigns, and I started nobody. writing this. I started writing this editorial, and okay. I was going to list a couple wrestlers, and I. I honestly convinced myself that Cody Rhodes might have be the only realistic option to still take this belt off of Roman. And I'll tell okay. you why, Isa. And you can go read this whole editorial I wrote on the site, houseofwrestling.com. But Cody did the on Cody showed that he could do business with WWE. He's gonna come in. You guys want me to do the main event? You want me to lose? Fine, great. Pay me. Whatever. So he's earned that back. Very, very similar to how Brock Lesnar earned his way back in after UFC, uh, his right. UFC heavyweight title run. His first match back, he loses to John Cena. John Cena goes on hiatus. He goes home. And Brock Lesnar goes on to be the beast Brock Lesnar for the next decade or so. I think following the Cody loss, I think it's the same thing. Bigger platform. I think that Brock, knowing how this worked with Cena, is sticking around WrestleMania to do the honors for Cody the same way that the scenario played out when he was. And look, and the, go look at the symbolism. How did John Cena beat Brock Lesnar at Extreme Rules 2012? F5 onto the steel steps. How did our FU onto the steel steps? How did yeah. Brock Lesnar lay out Cody Rhodes on Monday night after Raw? F5 yeah. onto the steps, exact same pose as the Cena thing. I think Brock's coming back to put over Cody uh, after the on the other side of uh, on the other side of Backlash. We will have so King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi. Go ahead. Sorry, no, I was just going to say, so a lot of people, because I was obviously the only one, you were there, and I was celebrating sure. while you were all shocked that Cody didn't win. Ah, um, I'm an evil person. I, I wasn't, I, I, I've been telling people, now here's the thing, I do not put it past them to have Cody be the guy. I didn't think that Cody should end a historic reign right before he hits a thousand days where he technically speaking only been here four months and beaten a handful of people. I think Cody needed bigger names under his, you know, that, that's my opinion. He was gone for eight months out of the year that he's been back. Everybody said he's been back a year. I'm like, he was gone eight months of that year, no. right? He came yeah. in at number 30. That's a, that's a lazy booking because you did it the year before. Anyways, here is my question for you. Because okay. I was 100% convinced that this is what was going to happen. Exactly what you just said. Brock's going to lose to Cody. Cody's going to build his story back to Roman. But now I'm hearing rumors about SummerSlam, Gunther versus Brock. And that makes me wonder, is Brock going to lose 
have I these think... big losses before he moves on to Gunter? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Brock's at a point in his career now where he's giving back. And I think that's right. I think that's I think that's really good. So yeah, I don't really have a problem with that. But here's the thing, Isa. You said you had an issue with Cody Rhodes defeating Roman Reigns before he hit that thousand day marker. After WWE backlash, we have King and Queen of the Ring and Saudi Arabia. Now I was literally doing... on the fifth on the one thousand days happened that no, day. I think it's on the nine hundred ninety-ninth day. I no, did the no, math. No, they can't do that. I did the math and it said nine hundred. 53 days as champion the day I wrote the editorial. I went on my phone. I counted the days. It was 46 days. I was like, that can't be right. I counted again. 46 days. I counted a third time. 46 days. 953 plus 46 is 999. You could have Cody Rhodes say, look, you're about to hit this thousand day mark. I just beat Brock Lesnar. There's nobody else. However you want to set it up. You have Cody actually trying to finish this chapter one more time versus ending the or bringing Roman Reign literally hours shy of breaking that 1,000 days. It, well, what time zone are we going by, Nick Houseman? That's a great question, Isa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Everybody out there, Twitter, everybody who's listening, watching on Premier Streaming Network, <laughs> go tweet, Twitter, do the, run okay. your math, you know. <clears throat> It depends Whatever. on what time zone we're talking about because it might still be day well, 999 and it might be day 1000 somewhere else. But I, No, I saw the date. We're going by the date. The dates, I think it's not going to be done before midnight on that day in Saudi Arabia. So actually, I don't, I'm not really concerned about that. Uh, it's going to be day 1000 in Australia. Well, okay, fine. It's five <laughs> o'clock somewhere. Give me a margarita, you know. Well, let me ask you something and, and, and just banter back and forth. Don't you think that at this point, if we let him make it to a thousand, if this scenario that you're talking about doesn't happen, don't you think that now he has to lose at Mania? Who? Roman. Nah. Well, at least it has to be SummerSlam or Mania. I don't think you just having lose at just a random big pay-per-view. You know, right place, right time. You never know. Right? Good story. They've been telling better stories recently. You know who, uh, if it's not Yes, Cody, they have. You know, if it's not Cody, realistically, I think it would be uh, Rey Mysterio or Bad Bunny against Roman Reigns and Saudi, because I think Ro- <laughs> I think I think Ray. Well, I think Ray and Bad Bunny are going to beat Dom and, and uh, Priest. And Priest, right? And that Ray would. Be oh my God! Out- but you have to have you have to have bad uh, you have to have Bad Bunny pin Dominic if you want to get the right reaction. Because I don't care what anybody wants to say. Damian Priest is not getting booed in Puerto Rico, no matter what he says, no, no matter what he does. Yeah, so you then, have to have the yeah, Bad Bunny has to pin Dominic. That has to be the end of that match. Or rape or rape pinning or rape pinning Dominic, right? But you can't you can't have the Puerto Ricans <laughs> not be too Puerto Rican in Puerto Rico. Okay. <laughs> I'll cl- I'll close on this because I think I I don't know if I brought this up on Tuesday or not, but Ray Ray or Bad Bunny pin Dom. Ray is coming off two right. big wins. Makes tons of sense for him to go up against Roman at the Saudi show. We haven't really seen it. And then Dominic costs his dad his world title match, and the beat goes on with the Mysterio clan. So that's perfect. That's, I know everybody likes that one a lot more, but don't count out the Cody Rhodes thing either. There's a lot of, a lot. I got a lot of thumbtacks and red wire. Listen, red we don't, we don't a lot of back to back same main events of WrestleMania. I can see him finishing the story at next WrestleMania. It's just are are people ready for another year of Roman Reigns, especially with his limited schedule? I don't know about that. Well, we'll find out. All right. Great episode today here with Issa. Issa, you will be back in House of Wrestling. You are always welcome here at House of Wrestling. Uh, next week, we'll be back with two new episodes of House of Wrestling, Tuesday and Thursday, noon Eastern. They'll roll out there before hitting the podcast waves, but they'll roll out over on Premier Streaming Network. Freddie Prince Jr.'s Premier Streaming Network, Tuesday, Thursdays, noon Eastern, House of Wrestling. And I got some big co-hosts next week. Uh, on Tuesday, 
if you really liked the CM Punk chatter today, uh, I said, I reached out to Sean Ross Sapp. I said, we should compare notes and we should do it live in front of everybody and see how that plays out. Sean and I have never done a podcast together. So next Tuesday, you're going to get me and Sean Ross Sapp. And then next Thursday, you're going to get Premier Streaming Network's own Josh Chernoff. Uh, so two big co-hosts next week. I'm working on a couple big interviews to drop next week as well. And on that note, all of the interviews going forward, I'm just going to put out for free on the podcast feed when appropriate. Uh, I was toying with premium stuff, but I watched how the Conan uh, story exploded yesterday across all platforms. It was very good for the traffic on the site, which is pre- which is above everything right now. So uh, we're just going to keep feeding you, feeding the beast, everybody. So so subscribe to the House of Wrestling podcast feed. Support us there. And, of course, go to houseofwrestling.com for more pro wrestling coverage, more exclusives, more editorials, more content. Again, like that big Conan interview that I did yesterday. Uh, Isa, anything you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap it up today? No, people know where to find me. NYC Demon Diva. I am like 200 subscribers away from 20,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. So look me up on YouTube and subscribe to my channel, please. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for coming here, spending some time in House of Wrestling. You're Thank welcome you back. You know, you're, well, I was, I, you know, it's, I'm working on a sign-off visa, right? Where I was like, I was going to say it, but you cut me off. That's fine. I'm not upset. I wasn't specifically talking to you. It was supposed to be to everybody. So I was working on like, thank you for coming to House of Wrestling. You're welcome back anytime. And that's the sign-off, right? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to stop the episode. Okay. Thank you for coming to House of Wrestling. You're welcome back anytime.